0: Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. We often have the opportunity on Harvest Time to tell you the stories of our church as we feature interviews with our members and other friends of the ministry. Now, we'd love to have you join us this weekend. Our morning worship service begins at 1030 a.m. Sunday morning. We'll be back in our series pursuing our mission from Acts chapter two, verses forty-one through forty-seven. This week, we're focused on worship. Let's begin today's program by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor.
1: Hi, Chris. Have a day to you, and uh, half a day to those that are listening uh, via KHMG. Harvest Family Radio, we're always glad to have an opportunity to just tell you a little bit about what's happening at Harvest coming up this week and connect you with some of our uh, our Harvest family, and that's what we're going to do today. Yeah, we are continuing the series that we began a month or so ago, six weeks ago, on pursuing our mission, which is actually our theme for the year at Harvest. And we, uh, we began in Acts chapter 1, and over the course of the next... I don't know, a number of months. We're going to work our way through most of the first 11 chapters of Acts. We're stopping here right at the end of chapter 2 because it's such an important text that describes uh, what we've been saying, the essence of the church. Uh, The church didn't have any buildings. There was no structure uh, connected with it, and yet it was the full picture of what God intended the church to be. So it gives us some really important insight to uh, you know, to what the church is supposed to look like and what God desires of us. So, we've been talking about four things that we come out think come out of Acts two forty one through forty seven. Uh, the four primary purposes of the church include outreach, and discipleship, fellowship, and worship. At least that's the way that we've been terming them. And uh, yeah, this week we're going to come and talk about worship, and it's going to be great. We're looking forward to it, and we'd invite. Uh, anybody that's free on Sunday morning at 1030 to join us, it'll be a great time together.
0: You know, the um, watch care groups that we had this past week, Yeah, um, when we got together... People were talking about now. Let's have real fellowship. Mm-hmm. You know they were, uh, and I said, "Yeah, because fellowship is the word of the day." It is, and the- that was the one we were doing last week. So maybe that'll happen with worship this week.
1: <laughs> it was neat listening to people respond. It felt like God was God is doing such a good work in our church, and I think we're thinking through things, and yeah. it's it's amazing. I, it's not surprising, of course, but God's word really does apply practically, and our church is growing and learning, and it's fun being a part of that together. We're really glad to have uh, Dustin and Daisha Prinz with us today. I want to welcome you to Harvest Time.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Dustin and Daisha have been around Harvest for a little bit, and I'll introduce that or let them introduce that in just a minute, but they're active and involved in a number of different areas uh, at Harvest Ministries. Um And including the main reason that they're here is Dustin is on a deacon fellowship. And so over the last few weeks, we've been having a chance to interview and talk with our deacons, which I think is just the heart of our church. So thank you for being willing to do that. Um, Why don't we begin just by getting a little bit of your background. Um, Dustin, Desha, you guys grew up where? Tell us about growing up and what that looked like.
3: Well. we actually uh, grew up in the state of Idaho. I did. I uh, grew up with a, a wonderful Christian family, uh, God God fearing parents. I was the youngest of uh, of five children. I was a surprise child, hmm. uh, so my parents were quite surprised when they found out they were going to have me. Uh, but that was a blessing. I was, and it was a great it was a great growing up, uh, hard work, and uh, and and leading God's mission. Uh, for my dad was a wonderful man who I still uh, treat him as a wonderful example uh, yeah, for me great. how to live my my life as a father and a husband today.
1: Okay, great. Deisha, how about you?
2: Um, I grew up in Iowa. Um, that's where my parents still are, and in a Christian home. And my parents sent me to Christian school um, all the way from kindergarten all the way through college. So. Um, I'm very thankful that they gave me that opportunity and really that foundation um, for the rest of my life. So, um, but yeah, so uh, I have a very, I'm the oldest of three. Um, in my family, so I am definitely the farthest one away. My mm-hmm. <laughs> brother and sister literally live right there at home, like oh, wow. about a mile away from my family. So I am definitely
1: you ventured out. I've what do your parents think out. about that?
2: Um, it's been they it's been rough, yeah. um, but they have been out here, so they at least got to see where we are. And I think that's definitely has helped. But yeah, it's it's still hard being as far away as we are. So.
1: Well, I want to find out how you came to Guam, but um, why don't you tell me about your spiritual story? I mean, you both grew up in Christian homes, didn't know each other, of course, Idaho and Iowa. But um, tell me about your spiritual story.
3: Well, um, again, like I as I said, uh, my parents really truly believed in allowing us as children to to emulate what they what how they lived. The, their Their walk with Christ, and so we both grew up in the Reformed faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I grew up in the Reformed Church of America. Deisha grew up in the Christian Reformed Church. But um, and uh, and so we we were very brought up in the conservative, um, more more background however uh truly and and honestly it's actually fearing the lord and that's and that's our walk uh today if you would have asked us and i think we share in this if you would have asked us 21 years ago so when, so when we got married our story would be different mm-hmm. and i think that's like with a lot of people uh, and uh and so it's been a wonderful journey a journey that you look back on uh, through the years and you say that's why that that that, that step was taken versus what I felt another step should have been.
1: Yeah. Yeah, isn't that amazing? In some of the different transitions of life, we wonder sometimes, you know, what God is doing and why certain things happen, and then we look back later on and we look back and think, man, if that hadn't happened, this next thing wouldn't have happened. And God, of course, knew what he's doing all along and directed all the way.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, so we actually went to uh, college up in Dort College, which is up in northwest Iowa. Okay. Uh, it was a Christian reform school. And so that's where we we met. Uh, and and uh, yeah, so we grew up in Christian homes, like we said, but we actually really our faith uh, and we accepted Christ early. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, it, you know, it, it, as like Pastor Heron once said, and I truly believe this, it takes a moment to be a Christian but it takes a lifetime to be Mm Christ-like. And that's truly how we feel in our walk.
2: Yeah, we've had lots of different experiences (laughs) along our, our journey. I mean, we've always, I've always Grown up knowing Christ, um, because my parents—I mean, that's—I've uh, always gone to church, and I've—I've mm-hmm. always known that. I mean, and obviously, I've accepted Him as my Lord and Savior. But like you said, it's been a process, you know. Like it's one thing to say that he, you know He lives in your heart, but it's another thing to—to to live it out. And so, I mean, God's definitely given us, us lots of different experiences <laughs> along our road to—to so. to really mold and shape us. And but if we wouldn't have had Him in our heart we our story would be a whole lot different today yeah
1: wow and uh you have some children they should tell us about your family
2: <laughs> well um we have three biological children and we have four foster children so um we have a total of seven <laughs> kids to keep us super busy so <laughs> it's been a life changer, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, we'll <laughs> have to ask you about your foster children. Your mm-hmm. three biological children were born uh, in the States?
2: Yes, they were okay. born in the States, yes. We have a 13-year-old, 11-year-old, and 9-year-old, so all born in the States because we've only been in Guam for three years now.
1: Okay, well, tell me about that, Dustin. How did God bring you out here? I mean, from <laughs> Iowa, right? That's where you are living before? Or? No, oh.
3: actually, so we were yeah. living in Texas, okay. um, and I was an assistant residency director, uh, where I was uh, practicing in Texas, and um, uh, God was leading us. Um, and how do I say that? I, I was kicking and screaming mm. the whole year in Texas. Uh, we even had a tornado that actually took out our house in Texas while we were there. Wow! So I think that was really God speaking to us more just because of my prideful ways of not wanting to listen. Mm. I That's how we kind of truly felt. And there was a time where... Um, I got burnt out in, in the practice of medicine, and uh, I was truly, even though I, I knew Christ and I know that he had a plan for our lives, but to anybody that's listening, it doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not, you will go through hard times, mm-hmm. and Daisha and I went through hard times, and uh, it was very, uh, I don't know how to even say it, but it was challenging but that actually led us to get to Guam, mm. truthfully, uh, because God, because every other door uh, really closed. Mm. And there was only one that was open and that was Guam, halfway across the world in the mm. South Pacific. So both, both sets of parents are like, really? <laughs> are you sure? That's not what I prayed, <laughs> you know? And that mm. was actually really, really interesting. So that's how we got to Guam, truthfully.
1: So you're a medical doctor, right? Here
3: I am, a podiatrist. Yes, and uh, yeah. So I've been here for for three plus years, and uh, and yeah. So I I do half of my time in private practice, and half of my time at the hospital, and uh, with with various leadership things in the hospital as well as in the private practice setting.
1: Yeah, I know that in the last three years, you've really become involved. You know, broadly across the medical community and just in our community in general, you guys have really taken to Guam. I think it's taken to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, and uh, yeah, we're so thankful uh, not for the hard things, of course, but we're th- thankful for the things that God used to bring you here. That's right. Um, not just for our island, but even more significantly for us, just the things that you've got brought to the Harvest Church family, and you've just invested yourself and dove right in. We're really thankful for that, um, for your spirit and and your servant's heart, which we see in a lot of areas. Um, Deisha, you're working with Harvest House right now, but you did some other things before that, right? You were a teacher and...
2: Yes, yes. So this year I'm working at Harvest House part-time, and then last year I was here as a K-5 teacher full-time last year. So yeah, it was... An experience.
1: (laughs) Well, both uh, ministry uh, positions are, you know, they're very important um, to us and both take a lot of time and energy. (laughs) You know, I know that for sure. Um, How did God lead you guys to take on some roles as foster parents?
2: Um, When we first got married, we knew we wanted to have a larger family. but we it took us eight years to have children. We didn't think that we were honestly going to have children. Mm. Um, yeah. And so it was quite a process. So we were um, honestly thinking that maybe one day down the road we would do adoption or something like that. But then God blessed us with three children. And so that kind of got put to the back burner. But it's always been on our heart, um, something like that. So once we came here to... Um, harvest and started attending church here and met up with Bethany Taylor uh, <laughs> that really got uh, you know really started to pull on our heartstrings and so um, then yeah we had one that was placed with us as just kind of an emergency placement for a few months how long
1: ago was that the first uh,
2: uh, over a year ago now mm, okay. um, that that happened and so that was uh, kind of then what started started it all so and from there then we got Um, his three siblings. And so we have a sibling group now. And so um, it's just been pulling really hard on our heart um, to give back.
3: Yeah, because actually um, during that eight years, that was trying for us as a a couple, uh, as anybody else who's ever gone through that. that, That's a real thing. And uh, I remember like in our premarital counseling, I remember that with the pastor and I said, I wanted 10 kids. I think they <laughs> should did not say 10. No. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> and, I, and there was a time where we didn't think we were gonna have any. And so that was a, that was a big thing. But again, as, uh, as God leads, more, more come.
0: You're 70% there. <laughs> That's right. That's
2: right. I'm, not, I'm not sure if we could take on any <laughs> Get a much bigger vehicle. That. <laughs>
1: well, it's really beautiful to see the way that God's blessed your family, um, your older kids, your biological kids, at least have uh, adopted your foster kids mm-hmm. as brothers mm-hmm. and sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And it's a blessing, I know, to watch and to see. And I know that there's challenges as mm-hmm. well um, mm-hmm. of the way that God has put this family together. But thank you guys for being willing to wade into those <laughs> challenges yes. and uh, see what God does. say anything specifically that was maybe a surprise to you as far as some of the challenges go? or
2: um, With fostering? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess, I don't know, it's just, it's really difficult. I guess the one thing that's really difficult is just that, it's the cultures, you know, uh, that the family that we have is Micronesian family. And so I guess you really definitely see a, a divide, you know, in, in cultures, I guess it didn't think maybe there'd be as much when you take a child in, you know, but sure. you're also taking them in, you're taking everything with them, you know, they're taking their burdens, mm-hmm. um, their problems that they have as well, and that, that also comes into the home as well, and I guess you don't realize that as much um, especially when they're older i mean the younger ones that we have you don't see that um, but the older ones that we have that's you know something that you really do take in you really do take their baggage and their burdens on as well so
3: and that's really true because as a father and as a husband i i i I feel that too because there's a sense of protection but there's also a sense of being vulnerable mm-hmm. for the Lord. And it's not about being, and it's not about your ability. It's about your availability, mm-hmm. you know, you have to be available to God. And I, and that's hard. Like what Desha says, we're, we're actually burden bearers for mm-hmm. them. And, uh, and it's a moment by moment uh, type of, uh, type of thing, but you can just see the Lord working in their lives. And to, and to us, that's, it's all about eternal means anyway. It's not about us here.
1: A few weeks ago, we talked about James one twenty seven at har- harvest, mm-hmm. and where the scripture calls us um, to visit right. the fatherless and the widows in their affliction. And those two words are really important. Uh, visit doesn't just mean you know to, to show up and then leave. <laughs> right. I mean it, it means to come and join in with them. And I don't think it's a mistake that the scripture uses the words in their afflictions. Right. I mean, the affliction has a has the idea of just uh, the vulnerability that you talked about particularly yeah. vulnerable in those situations and so what you've done like a, a number of other families at harvest and and others in other locations as well is such an awesome picture of uh, the body of Jesus Christ of uh, the love of Christ and uh, and even in the really the beautiful picture of the, of the putting together of different cultures mm. I mean I know that I'm Clearly, there are struggles along mm-hmm. with that, but isn't that what um, Christ came to resolve uh, That's right. for us? Right. And That's right. so, and it's a, a beautiful to, thing to see, you know, in your family that the struggles that we go through, and then, but how, you know, the, the love of Christ really does um, provide answers um, for that. Love to see that in your family. So, I didn't even ask you how God brought you to harvest. Maybe we skipped mm. past that part, but. Um, You've been here three years. I know you're burdened for uh, foster care ministry. Um, What other things are on your heart as far as just general burdens?
3: I used to have a list. Um, And I got to be honest with you, I don't have lists anymore. I I really truly feel that uh, to be eternally focused on the present, if that makes sense, learn from our past, uh, learn how God's working through us. And we can't control the future. God knows the future. But to be burdened for the present and and to be eternally focused, just be vertical and let the vertical help you with the horizontal and I and um so burdens is also i guess I guess just just seeing the family of God just just grow mm-hmm. um, whether that's fostering or whether that's actually having people in your home or just just working together because we all have our own gifts and talents from the lord the key is for me not to be up in the choir i can't sing. (laughs) the key is doing what god has you in in store and just uh and just to you know and just be and just be ready I, i guess that's the answer even when you're not ready God will tell you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You will be ready, whether you're ready or not. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Anything in particular you feel like God is teaching you right now?
2: That it's not in our own hands, that's for sure, especially (laughs) now having uh, these four foster children, and and our family has grown by leaps and bounds, and there's so many things that keep happening and coming up and that we never anticipated, and it's just busy, and so I think God just continually is every minute of the day is showing us that it's none of our doing. Um, we constantly totally have to rely on him to get through our day and mm-hmm. to have to be up, you know, to have. Um, we have seven children that are looking towards us. Yeah. Um for uh support and encouragement and to lift them up and to really be their burden bearers and so we have to be on on point you know so um god's really i mean we have no choice you know so but to be up to be joyful to um really to give it all to him um so we have to always be on point with him Yeah.
1: And I don't know how you guys feel, but in, on those in those seasons of life, I mean, a lot of the life is this mm-hmm. season where where we feel like we're giving out a lot. Mm-hmm. It's so critical that we're receiving, you know, that that our our reservoir isn't <laughs> just you know flowing out, but we have a reservoir of, of scripture and That's and right. uh, accountability and friends and encouragement uh, coming in. Are, are you guys? Have those sorts of resources coming in? Has harvest been helpful for you in these ways?
3: Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, And that's and that's the family of harvest that we saw when we first came here. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, yeah, we know that we know that a church is made up of sinners, Mm -hmm. and which is a blessing, which is a true, true family. And uh, and we just all go through it together. And that's what we felt. I don't. Again, God, there are no coincidences with God. Everything is led. And truly harvest led us to where the point we're at now. And uh, and that's the greatest thing about, about you know, about walking in this, you know, walking, not running. We're actually walking in faith and and waiting upon the Lord. And to know that God adopted us. You know, we were not, you know, we were not like, you know, like by, by our own doing, which is so not true. It's actually God adopted us into his his family and that's what we try to do today
1: well that's awesome guys we're very thankful for god's work in your life thank you for being willing to live it out in a transparent way i know uh uh, our church families encouraged by you um week by week day by day really and so we're praying for your family praying for god's continued blessing on you in your ministry
2: thank Thank you. you
0: And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Well, as always, at this point in the program, we want to personally invite you to services at Harvest Baptist Church. On Sunday mornings, we begin at 9.30 a.m. We have children's programs, adult Bible fellowships. And then at 10.30, as we mentioned, our regular morning worship service, which is in the auditorium. We're back in our series, Pursuing Our Mission from Acts, and we'll be focused on worship. Now, if you're not sure where to go, you can stop at our Welcome Center, which is right out in front of the auditorium, and you can find more information or directions to the church, hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.